self and social awareness. These are two characteristics of people that I absolutely love speaking to and I absolutely love coaching. The reason being is that certainly through my own journey, taking a look at the rest of the world and the human behaviours, what's going wrong, what's going right, and understanding that accountability is paramount to our progression as individuals and collectively, sometimes we forget we are part of that mix. And sometimes we forget that actually we just need to focus on getting our best life in order to bring more bestness to the rest of the world. That's why I love coaching people who are about equality and about happiness and joy for every single human being on this planet. Welcome to the Social Cohesion Podcast. My name is Daniel Holly. I hope you enjoy these episodes. There's no denying that there's this culture of expectation that everything should happen at once, that our lives should change all in one go, that we'll suddenly start earning loads of money or we'll suddenly fall in love or we'll suddenly get everything we wanted and it all will happen at once. Now, it's not that that can't happen. It's simply the fact that by expecting that to happen, we may take those actions that reflect the expectation of everything happening at once. We're going to stop drinking, start going to the gym, start eating healthy all at once. We're going to stop being negative all at once. We're going to stop being judgmental all at once. And doing this all at once can just be overwhelming and incredibly unsustainable. It's like those weight loss programs where you lose a lot of weight in four weeks. There's nothing that says that you keep that weight off. And actually studies show that you don't. So the question really wants to be, what's the best way to go about it? Well, if you want sustainability, you have to build up habits. You have to build up these processes slowly, step by step. So they become second nature. One of the places that we often forget to build these habits is in our own head. Our habits that take place in our head can actually have more impact than any physical habit we decide to take on. Because those thoughts that run time and time and time again, those habitual thoughts, can be to our demise. So those small steps, what if they were actually to be taken inside our own head? And that's where I'm taking Owen today. He's in a challenged place at the moment, and he's quite delicate. So we're not going to set his expectations way beyond his reach. We're going to see where he's at, and then just take it one step at a time. All right. Owen, first of all, thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. I appreciate it. So just for the listeners, I know we've already had a little conversation, but just to bring context into things, um, run us through what you wanted to go over in this conversation. So ultimately, um, uh, I've come with a pretty open mind, but quite blank slate. Um, so learning a bit more about what, you know, we can do, um, to help with basically, you know, confidence, self-confidence, um, in areas around, um, work, self, um, all of those kind of things it, um, what we can do or explore in order to kind of like maybe 
make things a little bit make me feel a little bit more confident make me feel a little bit more you know happy in myself um and in general uh and those kind of things okay thank you excuse me pardon me for people listening on the podcast uh, my cat's just decided to walk that's just green thank you so um at the end of this conversation then what would you like to walk away from this conversation with um just a i guess any kind of positive feeling towards it ultimately going away feeling a little bit more positive or even just a little bit more kind of like direction or reassurance or anything kind of along those lines would be really valuable mm-hmm. um uh, like i said i've come with a very open mind but obviously it's you know something that has it's not something that's happened overnight. It's been around a while. So obviously I'm not expecting a quick fix either. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what wouldn't work in me just telling you that everything happens for a reason and your life is a journey and this is part of that journey and you learn from everything that happens. Um, well, I guess part of it is that, you know, deep down everyone's kind of heard that and knows that in a way and you know it can't always be positive all the time and you know i you know i've always believed that you know um i'm not i'm not necessarily a negative person ultimately you know i you know when something bad happens or you know something is sadness it's you know part of the rich tapestry that is life and you know there's you know you you can't even appreciate how good good things are if there aren't you know any anything to measure it against so um so you know it's i'm realistic in those kind of areas but um ultimately it's it's not something that would you know it's like saying hey, you know cheer up or <laughs> feel feel you know why don't you just be happy um it's you know it's not that simple i guess so mm-hmm you know okay let's go back to a time where you were at your most confident when was that hmm that's probably that's a good question um i guess i've never i've never fully been like a super confident person but um You know, there's times where it's been, I felt more confident because I've been happier for whatever reason, whether it was um, because I was in a job that I was able to do easily. And, you know, I was, you know, happy and enjoying it because it was not just because it was easy, because, you know, it's nice to have challenges, but um, something that you felt like you could do. It wasn't an easy job, but you could do it easily um or you were surrounded by people you know i was surrounded by people in a role where you know i both felt supported and felt um good about you know where we were going or you know last time i uh was going to the gym regularly enough to like you know feel like i was looking a little bit better you know those kind of things all play a part in 
you know confidence but i guess there's never one there's not one particular point jumping out where oh yeah in 2014 i you know was feeling really confident that year like it's obviously there's a lot of different things like there's been times where you know i might have been achieving in work but you know i still wake up every day and look in the mirror and be like oh you look horrible or you know or you know vice versa i might be looking good but i'd be unhappy at work and part of the reason i was looking a bit better was because you know i was going to the gym to work out all the stress from elsewhere in my life you know so it's yeah so there's different aspects to it i guess I'm jumping the gun a bit with this question. So do excuse me. How much would you believe me if I told you that all of the pieces, the work, the gym, the way you feel about yourself could all be at their best at one time in your life? How much would you believe that? Um, the optimist in me would want to believe it's possible. The skeptical side would probably say, yeah, but that's not likely. <laughs> Interesting that you paused heavily on saying it, the skeptical side, almost like you didn't want to say it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't, I don't want to undermine it and I understand part of, you know, being able to get there is if you are skeptical or you know, that is ultimately as much as anything else, the final hurdle, because it's, you know, a mindset as much as the other things that contribute to it. Like I'm acutely aware that, you know, there's things that will, you know, and for example, having depression, you, it never just like goes away. You're never like better. You just have times where you are better than other times. Um, and it's managing that. So it's a similar kind of thing. Like, I guess. Was there a time then, because you mentioned it, this time where you consistently looked at yourself and just thought, you're doing good shit, man. Mm. What was going on at that time? Um, I mean, I, I would argue that I never particularly looked at myself quite that positively, but better. <laughs> You're doing okay at the moment. It's <laughs> probably about as far as it went. But um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, in terms of the physical side, that would be, you know, I was working a, a job down in a pool. Um, and it was just me and my uh, girlfriend at the time and you know we were eating really healthily and you know I was in an office in a warehouse but next door was a gym so you know I'd take a salad to lunch and generally like eat that at my desk or whatever but I'd go in the gym on my lunch break or I'd go before work or I'd go after work and I'd go three four five times a week mm. but on the other hand the job was um the job and personal life side was, you know, I had my girlfriend and we were happy together, but we had no other friends there really other than, other than each other. Um, and as for um, 
you know the job itself it wasn't like particularly fulfilling I wasn't able to achieve very much and it felt like I'd kind of got as far as I could because you know of circumstances outside of my control no matter what I kind of tried to do to push forward or kick on there was you know circumstantial things in that specific company that I couldn't do anything about you know when you when your your person above you is the CEO's son you're not going to take that job off them and they're not going to go anywhere so you kind of like and that's ultimately ended up coming to me moving to another role but um you know and I'd done I had done a good job um I just knew that I was capable maybe of more and I ended up getting headhunted because another company kind of recognized that and it maybe wasn't like the right company for me but it kind of started me on the, on another path which in a way was positive but also ultimately it took away some of those other things you know mm. I then had a commute that was an hour and a half at a time each way right. um, in the car uh, to somewhere that was in the middle of nowhere um, and working with people that weren't really on the same page as me, um, socially, culturally, um, and the job itself. There was more training and more you know, things available and more structure. Mm. Um, but it was almost so much, it was so much the other way that it was, um, almost, um, stifling, uh, you know, you weren't able to achieve anything quickly because you had to go through several levels of, you know, bureaucracy and uh, red tape just to, you know, get something done, Mm. um, which became quite frustrating. And then being surrounded by people that, you know, they weren't bad people. We just, you know, didn't vibe in that way uh, and go from somewhere where it was completely the opposite. You know, mm. the main reason the company before that was the people were amazing. Like mm. the reason I stayed there as long as I did, I was there six, seven years was because the people were so great. Right. So despite the job being frustrating. Um, and that's obviously something that's quite important to me because ultimately where I am now the reason I stayed so long is yes I've grown and developed and there's aspects of the job that I've always quite enjoyed but ultimately as as much as anything else it was the people around me that kind of kept me um in uh the place for five years so okay okay so I'm gonna set a little challenge for you Mm -hmm. right now and I've kind of been circling and now I want to dive into it and actually ask you, I want to have five moments that you can think of or even think back to, explore back to, where you can say, I did something really good there. Hmm. What was the laughter for? The last one, the latest one. No, no, no. Sorry, the little smirk you breathed heavily out your nose. Oh, the laughter wow. for. Um, because it, I guess it probably shouldn't be that difficult. Because um, I was like struggling, especially to think of like, because obviously it's very easy to say, oh, I played football last weekend and I had a really good game and I actually scored six goals and we won eight five, which is a ridiculous scoreline. But, you know, that was something that, you know, I felt good about and, you know, but um is that what happened last weekend yeah 
So, nice so you know, All right. that's the most recent example, but it's, you know, kind of a silly exam example, really. And, so, and then there was also the, the other part of me that's like the, um, wants to negate it and be like, yeah, but that means that they weren't very good, you know, or the keeper was having a really awful game because, you know, no one scored six goals in the game, come on. And we still conceded five and all that stuff. So, mm. so it's, you know, it's difficult because, you know, and that's maybe because of where my head is at at the moment as well. But yes. um, to think back to, you know, times where I've been like, yeah, no, I, I did a good job. I mean, I guess there's probably some presentations I did, especially a couple of years ago um, for my current company, like when I was on my upward trajectory, um, I did some presentation to some senior people that went well and it, you know, got taken well and, you know, that ultimately led to my development. Mm. Those, I guess, I can think back to. Um, and ultimately, you know, big things, big achievements for me in terms of work, especially is in my current role is, you know, the two of the three, two or three of the people in my team have, you know, you know, some of which I brought in in my first year or two mm. have either moved on to do really great things or are now doing really, really great things, you know, for the company or have developed so much. Um, and, you know, they've come up to me and said, thank you for, you know, getting them there, which, you know, means a huge amount to me. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that kind of thing is like, but, you know, then the other part of me is like, well, I did, they did it all. I just, you know, allowed them to. I ultimately allowed them to by being very hands off and letting them kind of like have control in an area and only telling them what to do if they came to me and asked me to tell them what to do kind of thing. Like, like, okay, you know, we might have some goals or something that we've been set by the wider business, but if I don't, if I think that's going to be unnecessary pressure for them, I'll take it on myself and I'll give them the kind of freedom to, you know, do the things that I think they should be doing because I think that's kind of what your job should be when you're you know a leader um so I guess you know seeing them develop would be something where I was like you know I allowed that to happen and that's a good thing but again ultimately that's something that you know I allow them to do it but ultimately they did all the work they did it they are you know who they are so um so I guess it's, that's the thing. It's quite tough to come up with something where I'm like, I've done a good job or, you know, with something. It's interesting that you say all this um, now. You've come up with, with three so far. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, you started off saying this is really hard. And then you came up with one. And then you said again, but it's really hard. Then you came up with two more. And there's a number of things I'm exploring in it is that this sounds like a brand new practice for you mm. and a brand new practice in so much as, as you're explaining it, which I'm thank you. I'm grateful for. Um, it actually jumps back to when you said realistic and the way that you said realistic, I held on to that and I was like, okay, let's see where we go with this. 
because of the framework that we're having this conversation, there's a way that I see people often use the term realistic. They see balance, right? They see mm -hmm. the middle ground. They see, hey, let's look at the good and the bad. Let's address, let, let's, let's look at the, the, you know, all of the options of positive and negative pros and cons so that we can find that neutral ground um, in this thing. The thing is, we are heavily laced and conditioned with negativity bias. We're conditioned with this thing. And I mean, our amygdala and our brain also has a lot to show for that. So when I hear people use the term realistic, and I've challenged people on this directly, as I'm doing right now, is they use it to cover up their negativity bias. I'm not negative, I'm a realist. But when you play back to them what they say, a lot of the time, they're actually being pretty much negative or neutral, which is not positive. And of course, if their goal is to be happy, is to be positive, then being realistic actually doesn't serve a purpose as such. Because what it means as is happening here is you can say, I scored six goals in a game. Whether the goalie was good or bad, you still had the other, other 10 players to work the ball around to get it in the goal, right? With a, a team of 10 of you as well on your side, so you, and, you and 10 others. So you still had to make that work. You still had to play well in order to maneuver the other team to score those six goals. And apparently the two more on top of that that someone else scored. Hmm. So you still had to do that. In regards to the presentations that you delivered, you still had to deliver those uh, with charisma, with the information, uh, making it concise, making it clear. Good presentations are surprisingly hard to deliver. Right? And then finally, you say, I let them. And believe it or not, we're still in a culture where actually there are a lot of people who leave their jobs because of their manager, where their manager actually is not letting them. In fact, I actually did coaching all day today, and a lot of it was around managers that we had were not letting us. They're not letting us do what we want to do, which funnily enough and ironically enough is what they want us to do, but they're not letting us do it. It was causing a lot of frustration. Hmm. and this this realistic mindset literally smacks all of that positivity right out the window and goes oh yeah but to balance it out and to become neutral so i can have no feelings about the good impact i've had there's also this stuff that negates it completely so the last two that i want you to think of i want you to share them with me and I don't necessarily want you to speak on any of the negative part in it. I'm not saying you can't think it. That's a different challenge. I'm saying yeah. you cannot speak on it. You're not allowed to give it voice. Okay. I also need to think of two more, which I'm struggling to. Do. Okay, that's all right. You, you found three yeah. after saying that very term, so that's fine. <laughs> Do good things I've done. Is it good things I've achieved? Like, does it have to be something I've achieved? The, actually, the only thing that I can think of, and there isn't much, I mean, I could come up with 
you know, I, I was like, I couldn't come up with negatives about them. And then I immediately did. Um, <laughs> Go on. But I rescued a cat last year and I rescued a cat four years ago. Um, and uh, both of them, my no one requires maybe a little bit less attention, but certainly the last one I had for four or five years that passed away earlier this year, he was um, in a very, very bad way and required a lot of extra help the whole time he was with me um, for various reasons. Um, you know, he was blind, he had hip problems, he had joint problems, he had, you know, uh, he was deaf. Um, so that is a good thing that I did and felt good about doing and I'm pleased I did, I guess. And the same with obviously the current uh, rescue cat having something, you know, and having something to, you know, look after and, but also, also ultimately looks after me as well by, you know, being here and offering companionship and those kind of things. So that's one kind of good thing. Um, I guess. And I mean, I could come up with counterpoints to that, but yeah. But it doesn't feel like something I necessarily achieved because I feel like, yeah. Anyone, if they weren't like allergic to them or not allowed cats, would probably have done the same. There I go doing it. Anyway. Um, you did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> um, uh, Okay, I might not be the best guitarist or musician in the world, but when I was 18, I picked up a guitar and I've completely taught myself how to play. I've taught myself how to play piano. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm not going to be shredding anytime soon, but the fact that I can even play what I can, you know, is an achievement. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. Yes, please do. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. How comfortable was that for you, the last two? Less so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard, but that's also why I had to kind of go for stuff that's like, I don't know. I had to go maybe further back or I had to go um, into things that maybe aren't related to, you know, work or something like that, because ultimately it's harder to not be, like, not negate those things. Mm. So. Mm. Still, you found five things. This is the practice. This is all a comfort zone situation. And again, it's ongoing. So now what I'm actually wondering is, what, what action have you seen in other people that you believe they should be proud of? Um, well, like for example, like my, one of my team, who I was talking about having developed and seeing he, he's developed hugely over the last few years. Um, he's running his own kind of like um, 
consultancy as well as the work he does you know he works super hard um and yeah and he's doing really really well and he's really offers a lot of value at work but offers a lot of value to a lot of people you know he's a you know hard-working guy who's very very good at his job so you know that's you know quite an easy one mm. um uh and a couple of my other friends both have set kind of like targets for themselves to either get somewhere or go somewhere or you know so i've got both the two i'm thinking both of them live in amsterdam they're actually brothers um one of them moved out it's funny one of them wanted to move to amsterdam um and eventually did uh the other one didn't necessarily want to move to amsterdam he wanted to move to california but amsterdam was a stepping stone and he ended up going to amsterdam first um right because uh, his job took him there as a stepping stone. And, you know, he's doing, you know, and he deserves everything, you know, both of them deserve everything. Like um, the one who ultimately will probably end up in California is, you know, he's worked super, super hard at his job and, you know, um, is really, really knowledgeable in his job and is really dedicated um, and is doing great work. Um, the other one went uh, kind of more like, I want to go to Amsterdam and I will figure out and I'll find a job and went with a consultancy and then kind of gelled with the company there. And he's now been taken on by them. So, you know, he's doing well too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's achieved that kind of goal, you know, mm-hmm. um, with his girlfriend and has moved out there and they're, you know, happy and, you know, that's it. And it's a huge thing to like move countries and away from, you know, mm family and friends and support network i mean he was lucky that it was kind of where his brother ended up as well so he wasn't completely you know just him and his uh partner when they got there but you know even if it would have done they would have still done it and the same with you know his brother (laughs) they both went and you know did it decided that's what they went and went for it so you know that takes you know you know there's a lot a lot to admire there um you know, you're making me think of someone. I'm actually going to, we're coming up to time and I want to leave you with this. Um, I know, I know of a person, um, when you put it like that, I do know a person who actually impresses me. And I hope that they're proud of themselves as well. Um, because they, they'd actually worked their way up in a company and i know that their colleagues and this is something that you know i was able to do but not to the degree this person did it their colleagues really really appreciated them really appreciated them um they were respected by all of their peers um they were actually really so intelligent and good at their job that i know that they what they delivered they were able to have really impact in the workplace, genuine real impact in their workplace. And this person also cared a lot about more than just their work and their own life. They cared a lot about not just other people's lives, but animals' lives as well. Um, and it was really like a humanitarian spirit I got from this person. It was really, really lovely. Um, 
And then on top of that, it was the humility at which they went about things, the unassuming way. They never thought so much of themselves that they became arrogant, but at the same time, they were able to hold themselves in such a way that says, I know that what I do is good. I know that what I do is good. And I use it for the best reasons, which includes saving cats, training myself to play instruments that I want to play, delivering material that I know will land and does land, making room for other people to do their best and letting them do their best. Would you be proud of that person? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I'm gonna let that whir around. Owen, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thanks very much. No worries. Taking on negative cycles and negative thought patterns, again, is a challenge. We know about the negativity bias that human beings have. And of course, the older we get, the harder it could be to tackle those biases because they have sat for so long and really, again, cemented really, really hard. So it really takes a challenge, which is why I leave those pauses to allow a person to understand and really soak up everything that they've experienced and heard and thought and taking on that challenge silently in their own head. What if I've been wrong about this negative thing for so long? What if I've been wrong about this positive thing for so long? What is the worst thing that could happen if I believed this positive thing about myself? And like I said at the beginning, sometimes it's not necessarily about taking giant leaps and making grand gestures of progress and development, because sometimes it's just a case of taking those small steps, maybe building a foundation upon which we can leap, because otherwise we might overstretch ourselves. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, that's exactly what I did. I went from zero to 100 and then was pulled back very quickly to then start again taking the small steps. How many times has a thought got in your way? How many times have you had a thought that's inspired you but you've yet to take action on it? On these episodes, I speak to people who are about social and self-awareness and accountability towards creating a much better world for every other human being. If this sounds like you, please feel free to get in touch with me at the only other Dan on Instagram, Daniel Holly on LinkedIn, or you can email me at firstnaturecsm at gmail.com. That's one S-T-N-A-T-U-R-E-C-S-M at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to rate it five stars, share it with a friend if you think that they benefit from hearing it too.